0: Welcome to the first ever and hopefully uh, the inaugural podcast for uh, what I'm calling the marketease 2020. Um, this is going to be looking at the biggest the best and the worst of the year when it comes uh, related to marketing and i'm kind of doing something new this is the first time on the podcast i've actually brought on a panel uh to kind of go through what we think really really won the year and, and in some cases lost the year as well so first of all we have chanel McFarlane. uh chanel is has been on the podcast before i think two months ago I don't know time Mm -hmm. time is blurry (laughs) 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 but she's also been a TEDx speaker uh, who regularly speaks at organizations colleges universities and community groups worldwide uh, and speaks on personal branding and career strategy someone I brought on because I I just know she's got her finger on the pulse and uh, knows everything about marketing so welcome to the podcast again Chanel thank you thank you happy to be here uh, also, on the podcast, we got Michael Bates. Michael is a digital marketing and content expert. His past work includes MTV Canada, Campbell's Canada, and most recently, Steam Whistle Brewing. And more importantly, he's been on the content talks panel, I believe, twice. Is that true, Michael?
1: Yes, that is correct. I've been on the panel twice. It's been a great experience.
0: There's only two people have done that. So I, it, Ooh. Are, that should be your opener of your resume, I believe. Do I, do I get my
1: own marketing award for that?
0: Uh, It could happen. One could be in the mail. (laughs) We'll we'll create something.
1: It's Um, in the Amazon cycle. Yeah,
0: exactly. So what is the marketing? Essentially what I did, uh, I came up with this idea two weeks ago and thank you guys for being really flexible in timing because I didn't give a lot of warning and <laughs> there was a lot of rescheduling. But basically I came up with some categories that are for the best and the worst of, of 2020 as it relates to marketing um, and what I said was come up with a shortlist and pick your winner and then we're going to not talk to each other about it and we haven't. I don't know what any of you have picked. Um, And we're going to decide on air what is the the winner or the loser of the year. And hopefully we have some fun discussions and are talking to each other at the end of it. So I didn't do it quite blindly. I did uh, give a bit of a description of each category. I also gave what might be considered winners from previous years. So we might have uh, along the same lines, but this is an experiment. We'll see how it goes, (laughs) hopefully it works well. Um, But we're gonna start with what is the biggest marketing story of 2020? And uh, the description I gave is, What story affected marketers and marketing more than anything else in 2020? For instance, a world event that changes consumer behavior or a new social media platform that changes the media landscape. Uh, And to begin off, we're going to start with Michael. And uh, what was your shortlist?
1: So for my shortlist, the the obvious first entrant there is COVID. It changed consumer habits, uh, marketing plans for every single business, and and was clearly the biggest disruptor of the year. also a part of that, I think uh, almost as uh, something that came as a part of COVID was this trend of shopping local. We saw a lot of, uh, you know, emphasis put on being able to shop local, especially right now in the holiday season. Um, and then, of course, the another big one in there was Black Lives Matter. This year was the year that really blew the the lid off of everything that was going on with Black Lives Matter. Um so those are the kind of the three short lists that I have.
0: Um, and your winner was COVID, I assume?
1: Oh, sorry. My winner was actually the Lincoln Project. So the Lincoln Project, I think, changed the way the U.S. politics ran this year. Um, if, if anyone's not familiar with the Lincoln Project, it's essentially a group of uh, Republicans that were anti-Trump. Uh, and looking at this year, and and specifically down down south, we're in, I'm in Canada here, but looking at the US election, um, there was so much noise created this year. And I think that really is what Trump has been the best at doing, is creating noise and so much misinformation and, and miscommunication. And the Lincoln Project was an independent group that was able to actually cut through that noise and create ads that resonated with people and performed better than the majority of political ads that were created by specific campaigns. Uh, so I think they are clearly the winner for changing the way pol- politics happen.
0: Yeah, they were interesting. I also found, because it, it, it was coming from Republicans, it kind of lent some credibility-
1: 100%. Uh, to
0: what they were, were putting out there. That's a surprise. Wow, I didn't Mm -hmm. expect a curveball on this one. I thought this would be the same across (laughs) the board. Um, What about Chanel? What was your shortlist and your eventual winner? So,
2: I mean, obviously top of that shortlist is COVID. I feel like that's my whole shortlist. Um, But I also had to add in the sort of increased popularity of TikTok. I think it's been really interesting to observe the platform and seeing the usage of it. Of course, a lot of us were just, we're at home. We don't have anything else to do. And so really just seeing the adoption of TikTok has been really interesting. And then I guess the, for me, it's been the the big shift to virtual events due to the pandemic. Of course, there's been a cancellation of major conferences. We've had no travel. And that's obviously thrown a really huge wrench in a lot of marketing plans. So I think for me, that was uh, that was my winner.
0: Wow, okay. We're all, we're all saying something so different here because to me,
2: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> which is good, I like this. That makes um, great
2: conversation. Yeah.
0: yeah. So for me, my short shortlist, um, I threw in the social dilemma there from the Netflix special. I think um, mm. As, mm. as marketers, I think it was kind of obvious to us. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some things in there that surprised me. I, I think the focus on how it's affecting our democracy. Um, but I, I also just think it was kind of um, showing kind of the whole shift towards uh, against social media that's kind of been happening the past few years, but also politically, how it's uh, coming to a head as well. So I, I put that in there. I also put a uh, cancel culture, which I think is, um, I don't see it as a big Ooh. negative as the, kind, the term kind of resonates for people, but um, you know, a, a lot of companies got caught on their shit this year. And I, I think that's been a big change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about that a little more later. I put the recession uh, in there as kind of a separate note, just because I think it was going to happen regardless. Obviously, it happened way bigger than we expected. But uh, you know, I remember we had projected in my company the, uh, in 2019 that was going to happen. So I kind of mm-hmm. put that as a separate. Uh, and then on my final shortlist was Black Lives Matters as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, as marketers like I know we had to try to think about how we we're going to navigate that messaging um how I think everyone is now really conscious about when we put promotional materials out there like is diversity showing um I think it really made me think about it and I'm sure it made everyone else think about like who professionally do we know who's of color that uh particularly black uh, I, I don't there's not, not that many marketers um uh, I was aware of that that are black and that kind of made me realize that Mm -hmm. um and i think when we thought about diversity like we're i've we were very good at like male to female ratio like uh -hmm. whenever i did my panels i always try to make sure like that is 50 50 as much as i can make it um Mm -hmm. but i didn't think about people of color uh as much and i do now um
2: absolutely i mean that's good to hear and obviously as someone who is a a black woman i think for me who someone has worked in marketing as well um i agree obviously with what you've said and i think it's been it's about time that this has come to light because it for me, it's always been when working on marketing teams, pretty much being the only Black person, um, and that can come, of course, with its own set of challenges. And being that person that always has to uh, be that go-to person to ask, a- answer any questions around DNI, um, that can sometimes get a bit uncomfortable. So I think it's it's obviously really great uh, that these conversations will come to light. Um, but I also kind of talk about the Black Lives Matter movement in some other categories, so I won't kind of spoil some of my other thoughts on <laughs> that. Um, but I think absolutely, it's uh, definitely one of the biggest. Stories. and rightfully
0: so but uh my winner was COVID um <laughs> I, like,
1: uh,
0: I mean obviously it caused a recession I mean the effect of working from home and just like how that is changing uh demographics mm. and consumer behavior people are also spending less not necessarily because of recession just because like they're just becoming more aware of what they're spending I find spending mm-hmm. local or also just spending a lot on Amazon <laughs> yes,
2: buying online you.
0: yeah <laughs> um yeah, how it changes online behavior. Uh, also, the people shifting away from the cities, uh, I think, is going to be oh an gosh, effect. Yes. We're going to see like how it's changed travel, which is something I'm going to talk about a little bit more later too. And also, how it's opened up the real estate market. I think, particularly for millennials, because now they've realized they don't have to live in the city and they can look to more affordable areas. Um, I also think people I'm chatting to. Um, switching to consultancy because of what's happened with COVID as well and finding opportunities there. I just think the the long-term impact of that is going to be really interesting to see. So yeah, that's my my winner. So we, we all, um, this is a, a three-way tie, <laughs> 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 which I was surprised. I thought this was the given. <laughs> But that's fine. We're we're moving along to uh, the next topic, which is what is the biggest political story affecting marketing? And uh, you know, I, I, as I kind of described, this kind of could double up as the biggest story. But this one is more intended to be a, a little bit more subtle about how political decisions decisions are affecting marketers um, now or in the future. So uh, again, we're going to go through to Michael, who said he had quite a bit to say on this topic. So, what's your shortlist and winner?
1: Yeah, so my short list, I, I start with uh, Stop Hate for Private, if you're familiar with that campaign that kind of came out uh, the last couple months. So, a lot of big, big brands like Unilever, Mars uh, banded together to convert how Facebook was uh, managing their, their groups and the different uh, ways that hate groups were able to essentially come together through their platform and not be monitored. Uh, so, they suspended all of their ad budgets. For those uh, systems, so that they're really speaking with their with their wallet uh, to to incite change. Now, some change has happened. Ads have gone back up, but I think for my first shortlist item, that that's a really big one. The second is the government regulations and blocking of TikTok. So TikTok is is on everyone's mouth right now. Every single marketer is is trying to figure out a way to use it, but. I think the the government regulations about uh, it being owned by the Chinese government and the information is is massive. Um, and then the third is just Twitter adding the fact checking and the warnings to all of the tweets. But my my big winner, and I guess this is as I looked at these three topics, um, it really all paired up to to one thing, and it's really mass misinformation. I think that's the the biggest story and it's it's been you know rising over the last few years but mass misinformation uh and then i kind of did a pithy line next to it but deep fakes and deep lies um is probably the biggest story affecting marketing right now uh that kind of conquest and search for truth uh through a bunch of misinformation
0: oh that's a good way to think about it <laughs> <laughs>
1: Chanel, what? That's making what, what me,
2: yeah, that's making me reevaluate my list. There, I mean, I definitely had. <laughs> you, you can had... change it. You can change it. <laughs> okay, so I had, yeah, I had Facebook, and of course, everything that you said, Michael, I agree. And of course, now with this antitrust lawsuit, I think that's going to be really interesting. And I think moving forward, it may be a lot harder to justify being on Facebook and supporting, of course, the other mm-hmm. platforms they own, like Instagram. What's that not just from an ROI perspective, but also like a reputational standpoint, why would you necessarily want to spend your time and your money on a platform that may, you know, be doing more harm than good. So I think it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, Definitely TikTok uh, as well. I had on the list, Um, but then I also had, and I agree with what you said, I was going to say the with Twitter and flagging misinformation. I think that was a huge um, move by them. Um, So I think that would actually, I think I'd now move that to be my winner. Um, but I also had on my short list just the, I guess, the controversy over the lockdown measures for businesses. And I think, of course, there's a lot of debate around what businesses are open during the lockdown time and the impact that it's had on small businesses in particular. And I think from a marketing perspective, of course, we've had to adapt our marketing plans accordingly. We don't really know what's going to be changing with the different guidelines in different regions. Um, and so I think it makes it very hard as a, as a marketer to kind of have that foresight and say, well, what are we even going to do next year? Because we don't know if we'll even be able to go outside or if we'll be able to have in-person events or what that will look like. Um, So for me, I also had to add that to the list. But you're
0: you're sticking with You've switched your
2: opinion there? Yeah, that was initially my winner was sort of controversy over lockdown measures, but I think I have to say Twitter because I, for me, I really commended them on that move, especially during the election, really ensuring that they're flagging that misinformation and ensuring that you are, you know, reading a link before you share it. Um, yeah, that's a winner for me.
0: Uh, I didn't even have that on my shortlist.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> um,
0: I had the TikTok ban, but I think ultimately it, it amounted to nothing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I know it's still in the courts, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like it's it's probably it's it might be next year's winner. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I had Australia drafting policy to make Google and Facebook pay for distributing publishers' content. Uh, this one is still going through the courts at the moment, but it cut it's kind of setting a, a precedent uh, for other countries as well. And Facebook and Google are fighting it really, really, really hard because they obviously see if one country can do it, the rest are gonna follow. Packed. but um as someone who worked in, for a magazine in the past like just seeing how much google and facebook are killing the media industry um a by taking the content but then also taking all their advertising dollars it's interesting to f- see that model potentially change mm-hmm. um yeah i also had uh you- the antitrust lawsuits uh, kicking in at the moment. And just kind of this whole like government going against these big tech companies in general. But I also felt like maybe that's going to happen. That's going to be more next year's story. So I kind of avoided that. California Consumer Privacy Act. It's the kind of first US GDPR-esque law that kicked in. We also had Japan's uh, had a similar act kick in. So kind of continuing more laws around privacy. Um, But ultimately, I went local. um, And it's the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act, or the AODA. This will come up later too in another award, but uh, basically, it's a. It came into law in 2005, but but in January first, 2021, all websites now need to be. Com- client and I don't think a lot of people are talking about this and they should be and it's one of the things that actually affected my day-to-day marketing role so that's kind of why I put Mm -hmm. it in there but essentially every website now needs to be accessible and it is a hell of a headache and it takes a lot of work with coders to make it happen Um, but that is what I ended up uh, deciding Mm -hmm. on but I uh, am losing the vote here. So the winner is (laughs) misinformation and um, Twitter uh, changing its policies. So congrats to that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're going with the biggest winner of 2020. So I said for this, it could be a brand, it could be a company or industry that won 2020 either by genius or just pure luck. Um, So I'm going to start on this one. I had a pretty big shortlist actually. Um, I started off with suburban and country real estate markets, uh, for, as I said, a lot of people are, uh, escaping to the suburbs and I've known people have like their houses have gone up threefold. Um, I have Nintendo and PlayStation, uh, and Nintendo, I think particularly when lockdown kicked in, uh, did extremely well. I switches were sold out. Um, but PlayStation now has obviously launched their new console. So that is doing extremely well. Uh, zoom. We're on Zoom now recording this. Uh, (laughs) My whole company switched their phone system to Zoom. Not the only ones. Um, Uber Eats or any really kind of food delivery service, except for I think DoorDash just went out. (laughs) Um, But Big Pharma. For obvious reasons as well. Uh, I also had Amazon because of obviously the soaring profits that they're seeing and just kind of being relied upon during the pandemic. However, I really do think their brand value took a dive and I think um, government officials are kind of taking aim at them now be kind of because they're in such a spotlight so I didn't ultimately decide on them but my winner is uh, again going local, Shopify. Not only did they see a huge surge in their stock price, I, I really feel like now when you think of launching an e-commerce website, Shopify has just suddenly become your uh, your, your first thought. Uh, I also just think, unlike Amazon, they increased their brand value throughout the year. I think people now look at them and go, oh, that's such a great company, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's not easy to do. Uh, they're not seeing this kind of rhetoric against them, like being big business. Like, I think the, the owner has really gone out of his way uh, to be socially responsible as well, or at least I think that, and that's obviously why I, I'm going with them as the winner. Um, let's go with uh, Chanel on.
2: Yeah, Well, first off, I agree. So I do also have Shopify uh, as my winner, giving them that top spot. I think it's been super interesting, of course, to see them become synonymous with small business, e-commerce, directly, of course, calling out Amazon. They had a really great long-form piece in the New York Times over Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. um, And they're just doing really great uh, things this year. So definitely the winner there. Uh, But in terms of my short list, I also had Peloton. And I had to add them there because I think it's really funny how we kind of went from criticizing them for that ad. I think it was last year. Was it early this year? Who knows? It's Christmas. It was and Christmas. Christmas, it was Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it was last Christmas, and we were all like, oh, "Okay, like, what's going on with this ad?" And then, of course, a few months later, we all found ourselves quarantined at home with a need for at-home workout equipment. And so I know <laughs> that they've been doing really well during this time. So I had to give them that recognition. And I also had food delivery, of course, DoorDash, UberEats, Skip the Dishes. All of those have been. Doing amazingly well, um, and then I also, of course, had TikTok for obvious reasons that we've mentioned uh, as well.
1: Michael, yeah, so my list is very similar. Uh, Spotify, or sorry, Shopify was not on mine. I feel like that was a total miss on my part. Um, <laughs> but I, I, everything you're saying, I agree with. Um, my short list was food and grocery delivery. Uh, I think we we all had that on our short list. It, it clearly was a huge winner for the year. Uh, Zoom as well. You know, it's a verb that's now become synonymous with virtual meeting. It's it's essentially the Kleenex of, of meeting. Ultimately, it wasn't a winner for me because some of the security issues that they ran into that they weren't able to really
0: mm-hmm.
1: figure out and, and rectify um, were probably their downfall. Uh, and then my last short list was Netflix. So they um. got, I think it was 100 don't quote me on numbers, but I think it's around $100 billion in additional revenue this year alone, and a 60% share increase. Um, so they 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 really blew it away. People were at home more. Uh, they had some really good out of home ads as well that were pushing people to stay home and watch Netflix. It was just a perfect kind of moment for them. But ultimately, my winner was TikTok. Um, you know, it, this year, I think it really became... The, the litmus for a make or break of a trend. Uh, it also, the, the kind of side note I have here is the musical of Ratatouille that came out through TikTok <laughs> that even Disney couldn't deny jumping on and now it's gonna be on Broadway <laughs> for one day. Like that to me is just like, what platform before TikTok has done something like this? It, it's insane. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's crazy just how quickly they've, they've really kind of skyrocketed in there and they've maintained mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. it's not not a lot of people can. Yeah, I, I forgot Netflix.
2: <laughs> Me too. And also Disney Plus, I think, should deserve a special mention. Oh, so yes. they doing pretty well this year too.
0: Yeah, I also um, toyed with the idea of Biggest Story for the Year, um, putting Warner Brothers pulling out of cinemas, um, but that's mm-hmm. probably going to be a bigger deal next year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we could be losing all of our movie cinemas. Like, it's kind of nuts. I am
2: not really thought mm-hmm. about that. I love a good bag of popcorn hiding out in a movie theater. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> and
1: Damn. there's something like so beautiful about that, like communal moment, more specifically for comedies, but when everyone's yeah. laughing or, or, or even true. those it's moments true. that people laugh at the weird moment, And you're Mm -hmm. like, why is someone laughing right now? Like, why did they find that funny? And then that's what you take away from the movie. Like, it's these beautiful human interaction moments that I think will be missed. The only,
0: it's one of the only avenues where you can, like, not be on your phone.
2: Mm -hmm. And I find I,
0: like, I'm able to watch a movie more in the cinema because, like, you have to be really in the mindset for some movies when you're watching them on Netflix. But, like, when you're, you're forced into that mindset at the cinema because it's you know, all dark. Everything else is shut out, and da-da. yeah,
2: you're not on your phone. Well, it's like being on a plane, right? Like I used to love being on planes because no one can contact me.
0: So.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we lost two of those things this year. Great.
0: Yeah, um, I, I I hope independent, like the smaller independent ones, will still exist. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough one. All right, we're we're go- we're moving on now to the biggest loser of 2020. And uh, like the previous category, it could be a brand, a company, or industry that lost, uh, really lost in 2020 by either a bad decisions or, and probably this year, just bad luck. Uh, <laughs> and we're gonna start with Chanel.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think my entire shortlist is just bad luck uh, and I'm focused all on industries. So first I have of course cannabis Um, Especially, you know, in Toronto, we've seen uh, companies like Canopy Growth, they've had huge layoffs, there's been closures. I mean, cannabis had sort of its time to shine. It just seems like this year, um, we're seeing that sort of fade away. Um, And then second, they had entertainment. I mean, as we were just saying, there's, there's no more movie theaters, there's no concerts, there's no clubs, restaurants, all those opportunities to socialize and be entertained. We just haven't been able to have this year. So that definitely deserves a spot on the list. And then my third, which is also my winner, is travel. I mean, we literally cannot go anywhere because of COVID. And so I think travel has definitely had the worst luck. We've seen, of course, huge layoffs from the airlines. There's the pilots, the hotels, the tour companies. Um, it's also very personal for me because my brother, the pilot, has been super affected. And so, yeah, I think they've, they've been the winner for sure. And it'll be interesting to see uh, when travel will be able to bounce back.
1: Yep. Michael? Yeah, so I'll start off by saying my winner is the exact same, travel and tourism. Uh, It it was clearly the most impacted thing. And even just looking at a bunch of tourist areas in the city, like in Toronto, being able to be at the CN Tower and there's only two people during the middle of the day uh, was almost eerie it was like a zombie apocalypse at moments um so these areas that were so populated before and now just empty so think about all the businesses that are around there that are also impacted by this um my short list consisted of live events and experiential marketing so that kaput, completely done uh not not 2020 uh as well as the movie industry uh and then the last was the for Biggest Loser, it was the sports teams and brands that still have racist and appropriating names. Um, I think you were making a conscious decision by continuing to perpetuate names that clearly have those uh, attachments to them. And by not changing, not shifting, uh, you're making a clear statement in, in my personal opinion.
0: Well, that one might come up later mm-hmm. too then <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh for me my short
0: list was uh you know restaurants and hospitality obviously um the only lifeline there is uh pickup and delivery uh mom and pop shops also just trying to navigate this especially if they don't they didn't have an online presence uh, it's particularly hard um i had print publications as well uh a struggling industry to begin with, and uh, again, I worked at a travel magazine, so when uh, I I look at it, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. Um, you're also just lose. You've, they've lost their distribution, um, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think is a, a big factor as well. I also put retirement villages. Um, oh, good one. Yeah, really I, good one. I. think uh, like that report that came out in in Ontario uh, from the army who had to who was brought in to mm-hmm. basically blasted them. I think mm-hmm. that demographically is going to change uh people's behavior as well. I think we're going to see a lot more people uh buying houses with granny flats. Um mm. I think that we could see a big shift there. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I final was the, the travel industry. I just it mm-hmm. got completely gutted. Uh obviously with airlines barely being able to fly, hotels are completely empty. Um, All the staffing, all my previous contacts in the travel industry, a lot of them have been laid off, a lot of them. Um, And they're transitioning careers. So I also feel there's going to be a bit of of a brain drain as well. Um,
1: Mm -hmm. Travel Mm
0: -hmm. agents as well. Uh, I mean, again, another industry that was struggling already is probably going to be decimated, particularly the ones that are, Mm -hmm. well, actually not even the ones on leisure, like the business travel, which is usually where they make most of their money is not existing uh conferences i also threw into that category as well um mm. because they're part of the travel industry and obviously you know none of my business usually most of our marketing budget is sending our lawyers to conferences and that's just not happening um the cruise industry i just don't see how that's coming back <laughs> um having said that like i know cruises who have sold out for next year um that like I don't don't know why you'd want to be on a cruise no, ship, but um, no, why would you yeah. want
2: to deliberately go on a cruise? <laughs> yeah, so, even no, before
1: no. all COVID stuff happened, I was very cautious of of cruises. They 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 feel claustrophobic
2: to me. Yeah. yeah Yeah. they're a bit of a petri dish definitely um i've been on two i I enjoyed them however i am not in any rush to ever step on a cruise ever again so yeah
1: (laughs) i would say like with this biggest loser though i i have optimism around it that it will as soon as the the doors open again it will be a flood floodgate and i think it'll Mm -hmm. move from biggest loser to biggest winner because i wouldn't be surprised if after all this is said and done people are taking sabbaticals and just traveling for three months once, you know, we have Mm -hmm. vaccine, herd immunity, all of these, these things.
0: I I will also say like, we're going to see some interesting moves. Like, like I look at the, the, the nightclubs and the restaurants, Um, a lot of them are going to go bankrupt, but also rents are coming down. Like these, like we in Toronto, like with the gay village, for instance, like a lot of these businesses have been struggling for years, but now this is the first time we're going to see rents come down for them. So maybe Mm -hmm. the new owners are now going to suddenly be in a position to create something, you know, a bit more exciting. Mm -hmm. I think with the travel industry, like, all right, that that cruise company might go bankrupt, but someone's going to go and buy them up cheap. Like those cruise ships aren't just going to sink. Same with the airlines. (laughs) Like these these planes Mm -hmm. aren't just going to disappear. But we're also going to see things change. Like where everyone's working from home now. Like I instead of going on a vacation, I'm going to move to Vancouver for winter. Um, so like, <laughs> that's changing things. Like I was looking at possible um, places where you can uh, have a, like a working vacation in Costa Rica, for instance. I ultimately decided not to because like, just don't know. Um, but we're going to see some big moves there. And I think you're right. Like there's going to be some big winners uh, in the years to come. Uh, the next one is, I like this award, um, Under the Radar, and uh, this is basically a story of a brand that is it's making a big impact, but few marketers uh, seem to be talking about it, and they probably should be, so uh, we're going to start with Chanel on this one.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I really I enjoyed this category. So my list starts off with Pinterest, and I feel like it's just still not a platform that I hear many marketers talk about. Um, Of course, they continue to develop new features again and again, and with more people at home, the usage has definitely spiked on the platform. So it's always one that I have my eye on. And I personally find a lot of value from it. So I had to add that there. And then, um, especially for this year, I had to add Substack. um, And this was almost my winner. And so Substack, of course, is the newsletter platform And it's been really intriguing to me because over the last year, there's been so many journalists who have left major outlets to start their own paid newsletter on the platform. Um, Apparently, Substack's also paying them some super generous advances to to get them on there. So I personally enjoy the content on Substack. Uh, I find it really great quality content. Um, I also paid for a subscription for a newsletter for the first time ever this year. Uh, So it's one that I have my eye on for sure. And then last but not least, my winner, uh, which is Clubhouse. Uh, Of course, the new invite-only audio platform still in beta. Um, And I got an invite finally uh, the other day, so I've spent the last little while uh, really creeping the platform and getting a sense of what it's all about. And I think for me, I describe it as almost like a 24 seven conference. You can obviously scroll through, you can jump into different rooms, hear what people have to say, you can start your own room. Uh, We've seen celebrities begin to use the platform. And although I don't think I've really heard of any marketers um, using it yet, uh, I feel like it's only a matter of time. I think right now you can only join with with a personal account, so brands can't yet have an account. Um, but I think, you know, right now they can benefit potentially from a recruitment marketing perspective, especially now when you're trying to, uh, hire some talent. Um, but it's definitely one that I have my eye on for sure.
0: I hadn't heard any of Subsoc or Clubhouse, so that's a good list for this category.
1: (laughs) Michael? Uh, so for my shortlist, I focused on two specific, uh, ads that came out from brands. So the first is the targeted by... By the app Calm during the U.S. presidential election uh, through C- uh, CNN, they essentially had their uh, their logo uh, on the little scroll on the bottom, and I think it was probably one of the smartest ad buys I've ever seen. Um, there was some Twitter buzz on it, but I-, I tried to find even articles about it, and there was there was a couple, but I thought it was such a smart uh, buy and and so effective. Um, for, for the the app. Uh, And then the second is the German COVID ad. If you've seen this, it's essentially uh, meant to be perceived as someone that is a veteran talking about living through this time. And then you find out that they're talking about living through COVID and all you had to do was sit on your butt. Um, I think it was just such a a smart way for, and it was a government-based ad. Uh, It was such a smart communication to come from a government body. And it really, to me, was a way Uh, that a lot of government should be talking right now to constituents. Uh, But ultimately my winner was a platform. Uh, It's Patreon. So I think this year was the year for this to blow up and, and I didn't see much movement on it. Uh, I think being able to have users subscribe to your content and get that enriched content from you. um, A lot of brands could really be finding a new uh, content revenue stream from it.
0: Could you see a lot of businesses using it there? Because Patreon, I, think- uh, I, I see a lot of podcasts just use it. That you pay a, a monthly membership fee mm-hmm. and you get added benefits. But
1: I don't know. Could you? I think it's think. I think thinking outside the box with it. So why why from a brand would you not be able to create that uh, either podcast content, uh, enriched mm-hmm. content that users would have benefit from? Um, I, I, I guess know. It's, it's, a good, it's a good
0: platform for like a membership base. Like I, I now thinking of, you know, your former industry, like maybe a, yes. beer, a beer club that would actually make sense. percent, okay. You've convinced me.
1: Yeah. And if you if you, <laughs> if you, if you tie it to something else, like your product where uh, you sign up for Patreon and you also get, uh, you know, specifically to beer, you get a six pack every month with your subscription as well. Legalities around that. I understand it, but uh, you know, just thinking that way, um, how do you, you know, going again, back to my history, but cooking brands like Campbell's, how do you create Patreon content? That's all about recipes and what you can cook. And then you also get all of the things to make those with your subscription. Fair
0: enough. Uh, okay. So my short list, none of us agreed on this one, which actually makes sense because <laughs> it is under the radar. Uh, <laughs> so I had a Microsoft's kind of Google analytics competitor called my clarity. Uh, it came out a few, Actually, I don't know when it came out, but I came aware of it a few months ago. But uh, one really cool thing it does, it's a free tool. It records user sessions. So you can actually like see where people's mouse is going uh, on the page or where they've clicked, um, which is a tool that's been out there, but not for free. Um, so I think that's a really cool tool that I don't see anyone talking about. Um, the other one is Google My Business. I just feel like it's a pretty huge mm. tool especially for um retail businesses and e-commerce um you know i see a lot of ads for it but i don't see a lot of people talking about it uh my next shortlist one was anchor's uh podcast advertising marketplace um if you're not aware anchor is actually what i use for my podcast but i just put it up there and it spreads it to all the network but it actually has a marketplace where you uh can go and look for ads and it will basically say like $12 CPM um, and I can, it'll give me a script to record and just plant into my podcast. Um, sorry. It comes that. from my, yeah, it comes from my voice, um, but it's whatever the advertiser wants to say. Um, but my winner was my uh, previous political story, the AODA. Uh, I think it's a really big deal mm. and legal headache and nightmare that we should probably have spent all year working on. And I don't see too many people talking about it. Um, so that's that's what I, I went with. So, you know, three-way tie on this one. Um, <laughs> I, it, I feel like the travel industry was the first. Yeah, travel industry is the first one we all agreed on. So that's going to happen. All right, we're going to move on to best marketing tactic. Uh, did a new marketing tactic rise up in 2020? Uh, or did a specific marketing campaign make you go, oh, wow, that's how I described it. <laughs> <laughs> However, we're going to start with Chanel.
2: Sure. Uh, So my short list starts off with me, of course, having to give a shout out to my second home, Barbados, um, the island of Barbados. So of course, uh, earlier in the year, Uh, once, I guess, the first initial lockdown um, was ended, uh, they launched a new visa for remote workers called the Welcome Stamp, uh, which essentially is just $2,000 and allows you to spend a year uh, on the island. And, you know, this has been, I think was a really smart move for them because they depend very heavily on tourism, like 60 to 80% of their income comes from tourism. And so obviously, um, like the rest of the industry, COVID has had a huge impact on them. Um, And so they found this way to entice tourists. And there's been, I think, quite a few people Um, that have taken up Barbados on their offer. I just think it's a really smart move to market the island and to help uh, reboot tourism. So had to give them a shout out. And then uh, second, I have the new sort of KFC Lifetime movie Uh, Uh, called uh, Recipe for Seduction. I laughed so hard when I first saw this. Uh, Of course, it's actor Mario Lopez playing Colonel Sanders. I just think it's so funny. It's so silly, but also super genius. Um, You know, people are home. They just need some really simple fun and entertainment. And I'm willing to bet that a ton of people are going to order KFC to eat during or after the movie. So they're going to see a win there. Um, And I think the social watching as well will be interesting. People are obviously going to live tweet while they're watching. So had to add them there. And then third is a tactic and it's Instagram slide decks. So people have been, especially this year, have been using Instagram's carousel post feature to showcase uh, mini presentation decks. So I think it's just been a really impactful way to get your point across. Um, And of course, with this year, with all the different political movements and things that have been happening, um, just a great way to share um, information, not only about COVID, Black Lives Matter movement, and all the other things that have happened in 2020. And so my winner, it was a tie between, I think the KFC movie and Instagram slide decks. And I think I still went with Instagram slide decks just because I just think it's a smart tactic. Again, there's, there's so many things that we have going on. How do you get information across to people in a way um, where they actually start to share it, it becomes shareable content. And I think we're gonna see that um, happen even beyond 2020.
0: That's a great answer. Uh, you might, you might've switched me on that one. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> uh, I'll go for my shortlist. Uh, I, I, I picked out Patagonia, um, no, mm. say no to black Friday, but, uh, you kind of mentioned Shopify as well. Like, I just think like this kind of advocacy, uh, that we're seeing this year has, has been really impactful. Um, I also mentioned the Facebook boycott as well, but maybe that's just more of interest because I am in that marketing sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I also kind of put the executive committee transparency that's kind of happened this year, uh, really putting your, the heads of companies out there to kind of explain what, how the response to COVID, um, I thought it was some, something quite unique to this year. I did have this as a winner and I gotta be honest, I really struggled with this, uh, mm. trying to come up with ideas for the, the best. Um, but I, I actually had Burger King telling people to buy McDonald's Um, I think it was Burger King UK had uh, put it out there. Uh, Great campaign. Yeah. Just buy from my competitor. Just buy from anyone. Like, we need to support each other. I think it really was a great concept. And I saw it shared everywhere. But I do agree. The KFC uh, campaign was (laughs) amazing. And I've seen that everywhere, too. Um, But I'm going to switch my answer. I actually think you're right. It's the slide decks. (laughs) Because that is something very unique to this year. I also found it's the first time I've seen uh publishers and media and news websites kind of figure out Instagram because um I think in the past they haven't quite done it but I've seen more headlines through those slide decks um more than ever and it's easy to produce it's not like having to create a video so they've Mm -hmm. been able to jump onto that pretty quickly uh Michael what'd you what'd you go with
1: so I uh I I <laughs> I, I went in a different different avenue. I for my shortlist I have three different ads and then I kind of have an overall tactic as my winner. Uh for the shortlist uh I as I mentioned earlier I have a dog so I I'm, I have an affinity for pet ads and uh Greenies just released a holiday ad that had me in stitches. Uh so it essentially I don't want to give too much away but it's about feeding your dog greenies and how dogs like to eat sticks. Um, but it's hilarious. It's a 15 second ad. Um, and I think it's, especially right now as we get into the holiday season, it, it was just a good reminder that ads can make you laugh. Like ads can be funny again and we, we need some more laughter in our lives. Um, the other one is the WhatsApp. I didn't do that properly, but the, the Budweiser ad. Do um, it properly. Oh gosh, I can't, I can't. Um, so the, but that was a great ad and it was really, I think an innovative way to take a ad that worked really well for them in the past and bring it back in quarantine and, and put it at the center of this conversation that really, you know, in that March, April, May, time frame was checking in on your friends, seeing how they're doing and and having that conversation about is everything okay? Uh, So I think that was great. Um, And then the last short list is the Apple work from home ad. I cannot Mm. speak more volumes about that ad. It is something that was released at the perfect time. It showed product attributes in such a soft, passive way that didn't even feel like you were watching an ad. It was a short film. Um, and I think if more brands can adapt to that type of storytelling, uh, I'm very excited for the future of marketing. Um, but ultimately, my my winner was uh, immediacy and innovation. I think that is the tactic that if brands adapted to this year, they succeeded. Um, I look at you know surprise releases from good old Taylor Swift, uh, two <laughs> albums in one year, uh, <laughs> as well as movies changing to on-demand. So looking at the, the one I have as an example is Invisible Man. Uh, so the, that shift in innovation, virtual Passover, that happened uh, as well as Zoom dance parties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know oh, what, then... there's one item on my
0: shortlist that I forgot to write down, but it was actually uh, being quiet. I think when this first started, it was really hard for marketers just to hit pause and not say anything and just,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but I think we did it. <laughs> and I think people yeah. responded well. Um, you know, there was a lot asked of the marketing team, I found, uh, to come up with messaging around COVID. And uh, I think people reacted really well. Uh, but I think we, we should take a break uh, and we're, we can do a part two. Is, how's that sound to you guys? yeah yeah so we're gonna pretend we all came back in next week um for part <laughs> <two>. <laughs> we're really just gonna take a water break uh but next week on the podcast we're gonna go through worst marketing tactic which is sometimes funner um uh, most annoying marketing tactic my uh favorite is the oh yeah award for the idea that seemed like a big was gonna be a big deal and then kind of got forgotten about uh we got uh awards for social media marketing tools least favorite marketing tools and uh favorite marketing resource so join us next week uh we'll have the same panel on again and we're gonna go through the next round of awards but uh thank you for joining us today